Hello, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Official Clothing, a hip-hop streetwear brand straight out of Tucson. If you need a hip-hop hat, a hip-hop shirt, a hip-hop accessory, or maybe even a hip-hop mask, you can go to official.com right now. That is O-H-F-I-S-H-L.com right now and find all of it there. And if you use code TABLEDRAGGER, all one word, you will get 25% off your first order. It does not get much better than that, people. Go there now. Become the next hat god if you can. I don't think you can, but go ahead and try. Official clothing, live by your own rules. This episode is also brought to you by Sleep Terror Clothing. Sleep Terror Clothing is a dark streetwear brand creating bold occult and tattoo-inspired clothing, including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and art prints. My boy John in New York is out there just doing his thing, trying to run a small business and sell you t-shirts, hats, all kinds of things of the occult and occult-inspired streetwear. And if you go to sleepterrorclothing.com right now and use code TABLEDRAGGER at checkout, you will get 15% off. By the way, TABLEDRAGGER, all one word. Oh, yeah. Uh, 15% off your first order. That is, the, that is the best deal on the East Coast, they say. And uh, I'm here to bring it to you. So you're welcome. And as we all know, the tagline to Sleep Terror Clothing is 100% follow your own path. But I have an alternate one if you like. It's called See You in Your Dreams. We love you, John. We love you, Kaz. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And if you like the music that you hear on the show, you can find it at Culla.com. That is C-U-L-L-A-H.com. It is there for free. He gives it to you for free. You can download it right off the website. What do you want for, for nothing? For nothing. All you need is an internet connection. And you have that on your phone. You can download it to your phone right now. So, Culla did not sponsor this episode, but thank you for giving away your music for free so that I could use it on this episode. And one other thing that I wanted to mention is uh, this Saturday, uh, tomorrow, as this episode is released on either, I think it's the Inner Circle Podcast Network Facebook page. And if I'm wrong, then I'm so sorry. It'll all be in the show notes if I'm wrong. Um, I'm going to be part of a podcast Royal Rumble, the third one, they say. And I'll be there representing The Untrained Eye, the other podcast that I do with my wife, Beth. Um, so please go check it out. Riley was Riley Trudell of the Plunge Podcast was nice enough to ask me to be on the be on the show, and uh, you'll be able to find that whenever the audio releases on his feed for the Plunge Podcast. And again, everything will be in the show notes. So I hope you guys are there live, and I hope you listen to it after the fact as well because I think it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of different podcasters there from uh, not just the inner circle, but just all over the internet. That's right. We're going to be all there, and we're going to be royal rumbling, whatever that means. I don't watch wrestling, so I don't really know what that means, but I know I was invited, and it's called the Royal Rumble, so I'll be expecting to leave with one crown, please. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. Are you ready for this episode? Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Dragging the Table. My name is DJ, and I will be your host. And today, I have with me a very special guest, Dave Colfer. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, everyone? Dude, uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, I'll, you're going to get an exclusive here. This is the first time ever I'm an exclusive on someone else's show. So congratulations. You get the first dibs on that. You could put a little <laughs> plaque in your room if you want. Do whatever you need to do. Well, okay, fine. Before we get into everything, uh, plug all your stuff. Uh, tell everybody where oh, to find man. you. Plug all the... Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so you can yeah. find us at uh, Plunge Podcast. That You can find that on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast. I believe that's it. Used to be Podcoin. Rest in peace. Podcoin. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I miss Podcoin. Uh, we also have a new show coming out called Justified with Riley Trudell and Dave Colford. That's where we interview people, so you can find us on there. And, you know, if you're into the nerdy stuff and you want to play some games, we got Plungeons and Dragons. Uh, it's in its infancy. I'll, I'll put that out there. So please watch with uh, just just be careful watching that. But, yeah, that's where you can find us. And those are all all those shows are on the Plunge feed, right? Yes, all of them on the Plunge feed and our circle feed as well. So catch us on there. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your I real so okay. So I know you from the plunge, you know, you yep. are one of the uh what did was it Adam that said you guys were the white Wu Tang? <laughs> yeah, that was way back in the day. Yeah. Like Dude. about a year ago when we first started this. And yeah, he said if White Wu Tang, we get a bunch of uh we're the the college frat boys of podcasting as well, we get that. So but yeah, definitely white Wu Tang is, yeah. <laughs> and it, it it would be Adam that would say that too. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what makes it good. I don't know if he actually did say it, but I will always attribute it to him. That's uh, something. <laughs> <he> would, uh... <laughs> so what? How did you start? How did you? Were you with the plunge from the beginning, or did you come in later on? That's a good question. Yeah. So I knew all of them from uh, high school, and originally. It was pretty much like, hey, you know, we say some pretty funny stuff. I at least, you know, I think we do. Why don't we just record this? Put it on the internet, see if anyone else thinks it's funny. Uh, and then so we started out with Davis, Riley, of course, Hunter, uh, and me. And we were like, yeah, we'll just do the four. Uh, and it definitely, after about like 20 to like 50 episodes, we're kind of figuring out which what's a good fit, what's a good role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, originally it was like, I was still in school, so I didn't really have that much time. Uh, granted, they were too, but you know, they're let's be real, they're better podcasters than I am. They're <laughs> <laughs> but you're venturing so, out now. You have like uh what is it? You've uh broken away from the pack and you've decided you're gonna do your own deal now. <laughs> I sorta in the way. I mean, the way I looked at it was, you know, the plunge is always fun because I get to see my friends every every other week. Um, I try to go on every other week just because, you know, you got to keep that persona of just Dave. Because if I'm on every week, then it's not it's no fun. So, <laughs> we got. <gotta, laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm just a very curious person. And I've always I always want to know more about people. So it's like, what if we just start something on the side? Because um, I'm done school now, so I can devote more time into this and we'll just see what happens. You know, if it's if it works out great, if it doesn't, whatever, we'll make something else up. So. Dude, well, I loved it. Like this, I, I was shocked at the turnaround time of I heard you on the episode be like, I would love to interview Adam Simmons, and then like I think it was that week, 
because uh, he they released the plunge on you guys released the plunge on Tuesday, and then that Thursday that episode came out, right? Yeah, so it, it would have came out a lot earlier. Um, but I'm not even joking. Once we called Adam on there, he called me back probably an hour and a half after the episode. And he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm serious about that. Like, when do you want to do it?" It's like I can I can do right now. I'm like, all right, well, I got to think some questions here. <laughs> I got you know I got to do school. It's my last week of school, so let me let me get this down. Um, yeah, this dude is an animal. Like, he's always down the podcast. Like, he's like, seriously, you call me at three in the morning, I'm down recording an episode. I'm like, dude, you're an animal. I respect that. But yeah, it's I, we're trying to do uh, every other week for right now, and we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we're gonna try to keep it under thirty minutes, forty five minutes around that timetable. But again, it, it it all depends on the person. Like, I'm not I'm not too. Uh, what's the what's the best word for it? not a stickler for you know like if someone goes over that is what it is uh exactly like i had no plans for like how long the show would go or not and you know what was it two two or three episodes ago i had uh john this guy that owns a, a streetwear brand in new york and uh-huh. uh we went for three hours <laughs> there you go man <laughs> See, that's the dream right there Dude, like, it was perfect yeah it's all about the person so i mean you can have a conversation with someone that, you know, the last 20 minutes and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people are comfortable with certain amount of times, but then other people you can have conversation for five, six hours, like you said. And, you know, if you have the lungs for that, that is great. By all means, go for that. But I'm still working my way towards there. Dude, you are like Adam is a perfect great or a perfect great. He is a perfect first guest uh because it's he was my first guest as well and he makes it super easy you like you can just give him a softball and he runs wild with it (laughs) yeah seriously which is great because again this is the very first episode that i was like okay i'm actually kind of in control like i need to actually figure something out what to do here for the most part i just let riley take care of it i'm like okay i'll i'll pop on i'll bring some subjects for us to talk about uh but the technical stuff you're on that man uh, but this time I was like, all right, I got to think of some questions. I got to keep him entertained. Um, you know, we don't, I got to ask some fair questions. What if I ask something that he gets offended by or whatever? Adam, yeah, he legit, I ask him one question. He'll go on a 20 minute tangent. Like, dude, this is perfect. Keep it going, man. But he, he just really is an interesting guy, though. Like, he really, I, I mean, the dude has so much going on. I didn't even know half the stuff that the, he does comedy. He does a couple other things. I'm like, I didn't know about like, you look at him. You just see a guy with tattoos and a pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I'm, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to interview him in the future again. So here's the real question. When are you going to phase Riley out and just have this show for yourself? <laughs> yes. See, that's, there you go. That we've gotten emails about that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a, Look, the way I looked at it, because I will not, I'm not going to lie. There were a couple people who canceled me like, why, why are you including him on it? I'm like, dude, I've one, I'm using his equipment. <laughs> it's not it's, uh, two, like he is my podcast dad in a sense. <laughs> so he, he's going to show me like, all right, this is what you need to do. You should do this. But no, Rad is a great guy. Um, you know, Hunter, on the other hand, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude, I'm going to tell you right uh, now, the, the thing that uh, I don't know, like I uh, do you ever get so in your own groove? You're like, everybody should do it this way. Like what I saw, it was Riley uh, and just Dave. I was like, man, it should be just just Dave. Like I love Riley. Yeah. Like I love yeah, Riley yeah. to death. Uh, but there is something about the 
I don't know. Like if you go back, I don't know if you can tell on the audio versions of these episodes that I do, but sometimes on the video ones, you can see me die. Like I just die because I either, like you said, like you're worried about asking the wrong question or all right. of a sudden you just freeze in the middle and it happens. And it's like, I don't know. I like the, uh, I like the idea of having no net. I feel like Riley is like a uh, Riley is the underrated talk machine as well because you put a quarter in him and he'll go too. <laughs> yes, yes, which makes him great for content, uh, <laughs> which makes it fantastic. Uh, yeah, as of right now, I mean, I'm pretty happy with us too. We're gonna see how this goes. Um, we're reaching out to a couple people. What I want to eventually do with this, um, one, I want to learn everything about everyone because that's just curiosity side. I, mean, I believe everyone has an interesting story. And either people aren't asking the right questions to bring that out or they're scared to bring it out. And by, you know, I would love to bring it out if they're willing to share the story. I mean, it really is fascinating. People have just like like a giant storybook. Like I know it sounds weird, but like really look back in your past. Like I could write like 20 novels about like age one to 20. And I want to know just a little bit about that. Um but yeah, Riley's great though. I mean, he, he is a talk machine. I'm not going to lie. He is, I've known this kid since my freshman year of high school. He can talk. Um, me, I'm pretty, I'm a soft spoken guy. Like I don't really, uh, I don't really talk that much, but when I do, like, I'm just curious. So that's, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I thought it was so awesome. Cause you are like, even on the plunge, like you're kind of, uh, what was, I don't know if you listened to today's episode, whenever this episode comes out. Uh, but of the plunge like hunter said it perfectly he was like you know dave just waits he's got those he's got that perfect timing of like he knows when to snipe something in uh and put in his two cents and it's like exactly what's needed at the exact right time that is the biggest compliment i think i've ever gotten in life <laughs> besides not podcasts just in general so thank you guys for that um <laughs> honestly what i've what i've learned is um, you ever watch Hot Ones? I love Hot Ones, yes. Yeah, I think Sean Evans is probably one of the best interviewers out there. He's brilliant. I think this, this dude should have his own, like his own nighttime show if that's even still a thing and it's profitable. Um, <laughs> I take a lot of, I want to kind of mold myself into that. So if I'm bringing a guest on the show, you know, people are going to watch for the guest. They're not watching for me. They might be watching for me or for Riley or others, but. For the most part, they're going to want to tune into that guest, and I, I really want to hear the the person's story. You know, I want to see what they're all about. I don't, you know, no one cares about me. I don't care about me. I want to hear what's going on with the other person. So, if I could just keep that to a minimum and just keep the go the show going, I think that's the best part. But that big compliment, man. Thank you. So, well, Sean Evans, he has the hook of you know, uh, progressively spicier wings. Like, do you ever see yourself yeah. uh, having a hook for people? Oh man. Cause by the way, question. that, that spicy wing thing, like I heard yeah. Burt Kreischer was the first one I heard actually like talk in depth about it, but he, yeah. and I agree it's brilliant because you are so focused on like my mouth is dying that you just spit out answers. You normally wouldn't a hundred percent. And I think that's what the beauty of the show is. And that's, I was watching before, um, Burt got on that show. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting, but he was like the first like big, celebrity on there's like jesus christ okay that if he could do this there's got way potential and yeah like you said it's all about getting the reactions out of people that normally if they were just doing a regular one-on-one -on -one interview they wouldn't do um so what do i would i have a hook 
I don't know, man. That's that's a big that's a big tall uh, order for just Dave. <laughs> that's a big tall order for just Dave. Uh, how's this sound? Give me like ten to fifteen episodes in, and I will come back to you once I get more comfortable with it and kind of know what the hell I'm doing. And we'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, that's why All I wanted right. to have you on to begin with because you know I, I've got. I don't know what my audience is. It's not, it's not large, but like I, like the people I've had on, like I want to funnel them towards, you know, people that I find interesting or that I think uh, people need to know about. And, you know, I heard your first episode of justified and I was like, yeah, I, I, I was in the middle of the episode and I texted Riley. I was like, yo, is your boy down or what? <laughs> because yeah, always down. well, I thought it was inspiring of you to just say, on you know on the air uh you know i want to do this and then do it immediately and then between that and adam you know always trying to inspire people to do it like i have been or do what do what they love and i love doing this and i've been slacking on getting guests and i was like this is perfect (laughs) like got one episode out you can go as soon as we're done or as soon as who you know Whoever is listening to this is done. They can go straight over to the plunge feed and listen to justified and see what Adam sounds like over there. (laughs) Yeah. And we're definitely going to send people your way as well. I mean, this is one of the things that uh, as I get more involved um, with the inner circle podcast network and other uh, podcasts, like I'll I'll be honest, this is people are going to hate me for this. The only podcast I've been listening to are like, uh, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, uh, like Joe Rogan, like those. But I'm like, those get boring after a while, man. Like, I need to spice it up a bit. So I've been, I've been starting to get into that. I listened to your podcast uh, today for the first time. Fucking hilarious, by the way. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. But, <laughs> um, uh, yes, you can cuss all you okay. want. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. But <laughs> it's, it was funny, dude. Um, Beth is hilarious. Oh, you're talking about the untrained eye? Yes, dude. Yeah, that I is. Mean, that is the baby podcast. Like I love, I love doing that show so much. <laughs> it, it's, it's fun. And what I uh, piggybacking on what you said about just having an idea and just executing, I feel like that's what a lot of people um, these days aren't really doing. Like, I feel like, and there's a lot going on, obviously um, it's, it might be harder for some others to do it, but the way I look at it, we've already got the equipment. Thankfully it's more. So do we just have the, the willpower to do it do we have the the actual drive to do it um and the way i look at it if this doesn't work out i'll find something else you know i'm still young i'll, I'll figure it out um but yeah it, it's a passion like you got to have a passion for this i've had you know a couple people when we first started the plunge a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago uh, like they're like how do i start a podcast you know i've always wanted to do it i just don't know how i feel like most people are like just asking permission from someone else to do something yes and, you know, if you can just get past that and just really focus on yourself, like what will make me happy? Obviously, as long as it's all legal, you know, I say go for it, man. So and I, I th- I'm going to be honest. I thought it was a lot more uh, expensive to get into podcasting. I think we started the plunge. I think we went to Goodwill. Uh, we got like a mixer <laughs> for 10, 15 bucks. It wasn't great audio. Uh, we just recorded on a MacBook. So, I mean, it, it humble beginnings, I guess, is where just take an idea, put it on paper and just mold it from there. You're not going to have a perfect idea right off the bat. 
No, exactly. And that, I think that's why, you know, you see a lot of indie podcasters, they have a project that falls away and they have another project and it falls away because you are looking for that, that one thing to hit in the way that you imagined it in your head to be like, all right, all right. we're there, let's go. And like <laughs> now the barrier to entry is so there almost is none because with the yeah. like anchor, like, dude, you can just, I thought about starting a podcast on anchor just so I would know how that I just wouldn't tell anybody about that was just right. a, like a five minute deal just so I would know, but it's that yeah. easy that you could do that. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And I know for me personally, I don't know if you felt this way when I, I guess got into the podcast game. Um, I was always like, what are people going to think of me if I tell them, yeah, I podcast like that was a big issue for me. Uh, and like in other aspects, like what if I do this, are people going to judge me differently? Um, but then I just learned, Hey, you know what? Who cares? Who cares if they think of me that way? I'll just, I'll do something that's going to make me happy. Uh, and I, if they're thinking of that in the first place, I don't need them in my life. So I don't know if that's like a big thing for you. Um, but I feel like a lot of people that bothers and I especially was a big percentage of that. I don't know if this is you, but like I am normally a very private person. Like I don't really like putting my business out on front street, uh, right, right. but it's so weird because you know, we, it was the same thing for us. Cause we, uh, my wife and I, we started the untrained eye around the same time the plunge started. Like, I think we're maybe like one or two episodes ahead of you guys. And, uh, it has been a, like before we started, we didn't want to say our whole names. We didn't want to, you know what I mean? Like we got a PO 100%. box because we're like, what if people find out where we live? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> vastly <laughs> overestimating how much people would be trying to claw their way to our doors. Uh, <laughs> hey, you never, you never know, man. I mean, you're taking the smart approach on it, though. You know, you are putting yourself out there. There are some crazy people in this world who will send you like literal dog shit in the mail. Like you don't know if this is a thing or not. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's like it's. I don't know because I don't. I haven't gone back and like listened to our episodes or anything. But over right. like the two years, like we have gotten like if you listen to you said you listened to the last episode like that took two years. Like we that's how we talk normally, but like it's di like, you know, it's different when you're on mic, like you're with 100%. your buddies and all of a sudden you get the mic in front of you and you feel like you have to talk a little different. Hey guys, yeah. I was just uh, at the store <laughs> yesterday. Uh <laughs> 100% bro. 100% nailed it right on the head. I mean, that's why I guess that's where just Dave came from. Actually. Like now I think about it. I mean, I was like, all right, well, what's something funny? that I can do. And like, I don't really do much. I, I did schoolwork and I worked like that was pretty much all I did for life. And then I was like, yeah, that's just me. Like, I guess that's just Dave. Like I'm just here. And like you said, I didn't want people knowing about me. So I never said my last name and then, you know, good old the hunt just bring it out. Oh, this is Dave Colford. Everyone. <laughs> he lives at like PO box. Like, oh, buddy. <laughs> so I, I can't escape that anymore, but yeah, it's, you did the right thing. Um, for someone starting out, like get the PO box and don't say your last name out there. Cause there are some, you know, there are some crazy people out there and you never know if this thing does blow up, you know, all that information is going to be left out in the past and with everything going on right now. I don't blame you. That's the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I mean, even just on our podcast, like we say so many, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we say things that are controversial ish. Uh, and I always wonder what, 
do you ever think about how many hours of your voice are out there now? Oh yeah. That just All the time. Anybody dude. can listen to <laughs> all the time. I've always been told as a kid, like I'm going to run for president someday and that'd be fun. I mean, that's never going to happen, but that'll be fun to do. Uh, like I, I always like to have every option open. Um, but with the plunge podcast and other things, that option's gone. That is completely <laughs> out of the table. If anyone like took a snippet of my voice or like an excerpt of what I said, and just put that on CNN, we're done. I mean, that's, I have to drop out. <laughs> Did you have political aspirations? Uh, you know, not. Uh, or do you I still? Gonna, <laughs> I know that's the that's the best question. Um, yeah, I guess I did. Like, I would like to make a change in the world. I think I'm still naive, though, in thinking I can make a difference. And then, I, you know, once I get into maybe the politics game, realizing, OK, everything's played completely different. It's like some house of cards thing or something like that. Um, but I always like to have a good intention. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely, that's out of the question now. Let's be real. Like every, <laughs> everything going on. Uh, can't do that anymore. I don't know with the state of everything now, uh, this world, I feel like, uh, any it's fair game for anybody. Like what are they really yeah. going to take from what you have said that they, uh, if you were on a debate stage and they were like, well, on episode uh, 78, uh, you said this. And what do you say to that? Be like, I was talking like it wasn't hidden. I didn't hide right. it from anyone. Like <laughs> I had time to say, don't put it out. Like it was just I was just talking. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think with everything changing, too, I think uh, a lot of people are getting sick of that uh, like cancel culture kind of thing. Not to get political on the, the podcast or anything like that. But I do think. Please people are getting like a little too like okay it was cool maybe two three years ago but and it had good intentions with like harvey weinstein and obviously bill cosby and other predators like that um but if someone said something like 10 years ago that you took a 10 minute like a 10 second clip from give no context whatsoever and put that out on the internet of course people are gonna think oh my god it's a horrible person why would he say that and exactly like you said just say, well, what I was talking about, if you would listen to the other 30 minutes of the clip was this and, you know, maybe do your research instead of just trying to slander. Um, I'm curious to see what happens. And like you said, everyone can do it now. If Trump can do it, anyone can. So, I mean, maybe, maybe this is the kind of motivational pep talk that I need to get back into the <laughs> politics game. <laughs> well, what would you start as? Like, would you go for like what county commissioner? Or are you just going straight for governor or what? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I would need money. Would need some money. Uh, so we're gonna have to we have to fundraise. I think just start local. Uh, probably alderman. I guess that's the best road to take. And then uh, what's after alderman? Like city commissioner. What is an alderman? That's like uh, I think I mean, maybe maybe I'm taking this all wrong, but I think it's someone who's like runs a district in our town so i live in a town of a hundred thousand people which people like who live here like that's a lot of people compared to like new york city obviously it's nothing but compared to my father who lives in like rural rural, rural maine there we go words are hard yeah. that's like he can't handle that many people so you know i think it's like someone who runs the district so in the town i live in we have like 15 districts and there's 15 aldermans um and I'm not going to lie, dude, politics are fun in the Manchester where we live. I'll just say everything now. Uh, who cares? You got my P.O. box, too, if you want. But yeah. <laughs> people people get ruthless with uh, local elections. Like I've seen some people on Twitter who I like went to school with, and we have someone who is running, who I graduated with. 
and people are like he did this five years ago don't vote for him like oh he took God. money from it yeah I'm like dude, this is just a local election like it's <laughs> it's like 23 years old like it is ruthless man but i get at the same time it's like he's putting himself out there does he is is this fair game i'm like i don't know man. i'm staying out of it but it's fun to watch i'm not gonna lie well, and especially like, how old are you? If you don't mind me uh, asking 23, 23 years young. So like, like you did mention a little bit about cancel culture, maybe, maybe, uh, being on its way out, but like, how do you, how did you see it as it started its rise? And how do you see it? Do you see it on its way out or do you see it just being like a, I, I'll say what I think I, to me, yeah, it just seems like a, a fringe thing now, because every time I turn on or I open Twitter, it's a this person is over party and we're canceling whatever it is in the moment. And then we forget about it in 10 minutes. So what is your perception of cancel culture? hundred percent. And I I completely agree with you on there. Every time on Twitter, it's, Oh, Cardi B's been canceled party. Cardi B's not going to get canceled. She's raking in millions, bro. I mean, (laughs) she's not, she could murder someone on the streets. People will clap for her. Like, come (laughs) on, man. Like it is, uh, it's more so, I think how it started was it was a bunch of people my age who were like, hey, let's have good intentions and we just don't know how to do it. So, uh, for example, I guess who's uh, Louis C.K.? Yes. I always go back to this. Uh, Louis C.K. is my favorite comedian. Yes, he says some, some, you know, off the cuff things, but, you know, that's the kind of humor I like. And if that means I'm canceled, then whatever. But I think he's, you know, he put the out the allegations were out there um allegations by the way they weren't like in a court of law like he did this he did not do that and then he was just immediately blackballed from hollywood he, his movie was gone like the one with the dogs or whatever mm-hmm. you know his comedian shows are gone so it's like and these are just allegations like i'm not saying he did it or didn't do it but like the fear of if something comes out and your pretty much your professional career is over and that, that that is a dangerous weapon that does need to be we need to control that um funny we're talking about cancel culture i actually listened to a uh, new york times podcast about this and usually with the new york times they're pretty far left and for me i'm like right in the middle i like to see both sides and see what happens uh, but they were very they were fair like they were uh they were pretty fair about it there was this one where uh this girl there was a white middle-aged lady was like screaming at an african-american like get off my lawn or whatever uh, that she's feeling threatened. So she called the cops and she pretty much told the cops, like there's an African-American threatening me. He wasn't doing anything. He was just walking on the sidewalk. That's all she, that's all he was doing. And uh, the cops, obviously the cops saw this video, like, yeah, this is nothing, but people found out where she worked, where she lived, who her husband was, what her kids looked like. And they went after her. She got fired from her job. The husband got kicked out of the university he works at. So I'm like, where's the line drawn? The guy is like, the guy in the video who was, I guess, the the victim of it all. He was like, yeah, that's way too far. Like, you shouldn't be going after someone's occupation, livelihood, family, because you know healthcare is tied to your job for the most part. Like, what if she has a medical condition and that's gone? Now she doesn't have any money to pay for her prescriptions or medical services or her uh, kids. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like you know what she did was bad. Yeah, I agree with that, but how how it goes about i guess like the going too far with it um i do believe it's on its way out just because like you said i think it's repetitive i think every 10 minutes you log into twitter 
oh, someone's over party. Like, all right, let's be real. They're never, they're not going to be over. Maybe one out of a hundred people will actually be over. Well, um, it's the boy who cried wolf thing because it, like we have all of these, everyone getting canceled every 10 minutes. Like when there is someone who legitimately needs to be canceled, what, then what? They're just going to be right. lost in the sea of people that don't. And well, I say that need to be canceled that need to be, you know, maybe what, what they have done needs to be brought to the light, but yeah, ex- examined further. Yeah. Right. Like, and that, like you were saying, like there's this, there's this thing we like to believe that we have a, uh, what is it? Innocent until proven guilty. And right. I, I don't know that in my lifetime I've ever witnessed that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think I agree with you. Like there obviously some people I do feel like not deserve to be canceled, but should have a microscope looking into like taking a look into their life. Um, I think perfect example of this is uh, obviously Harvey Weinstein, like Bill Cosby, those kind of predators. Like, you know, I didn't hear about any of those before that happened. So I was like, Oh, this is actually a real thing going on. Okay. Let's take a further look into this instead of um, innocent people who I feel like are just, they're losing their livelihood. Um, and the fact, like the part that bothers me about it is it's not a court of law taken. It's not like some higher up authority taking care of it. It's the mob, I guess is yeah. a, the right way to put it. So I do. It's scary. I had a buddy of mine at a, an old job of, I had like, I got a, I got accused of sexual harassment and I was like, what? I like, how? Okay. So the report was the girl I worked with reported me for sexual harassment because she wanted a, I was a, I was a job above her. I wasn't her boss, but I was above her. She wanted my job at the end of it. But I mean, like, I didn't say anything there. I only talked to her once and I was at the water, the water bubbler. And all I said was, how was your vacation? Cause I heard she was going on vacation. Cause I, every time I emailed her for like a task, she would say like an automatic response. Oh, I'm on vacation. So-and-so like on the beach sipping pina coladas and whatever. I'm jealous of that shit. But anyway, you know, it's like that would that happen to me? I was like, okay, this, I thought I was like maybe immune to it. Cause I'm young, you know, like what are they going to, I don't talk to, I'll be honest when I'm working, I just kind of get my job done. I don't, I'm scared to talk to anyone at this point. Cause like, what if I am the next one? And after that, I was like, Jesus, man, like, wait, this is you or your buddy. This was me. This was me. So she was my buddy. Yeah. And then that like, (laughs) so wait, how long ago was this? This was about a year ago. No, uh, two years ago, two years ago. Uh, so I worked at a bank and I was a loan officer and she was a bank teller. So we work very closely. I didn't really talk to her that much. I just kind of did my own thing, uh, process loans. And, and, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't like the job there. So I was like, I'm just there to get my job done. I'm in school. Like I'll focus on schoolwork. It was a part-time job for me anyway. Uh, and then pretty much what happened was I had, I got into a head injury. I was out of work for about a month and a half. Uh, that was after the allegations. So once it was out, once Pretty much, it's hard. It's kind of hard to explain. But once those allegations came out, she admitted that she lied, which no repercussion happened to her. It's like okay, so that's when I was like, I gotta get out of here. But anyway, I got the head injury, and then they actually they're like, well, since you have that head injury, you know, you're part time. We're just gonna cut you. I'm like really? <laughs> and so I was like, all right, do I need to get a lawyer for this? And I looked it up. No, part time New Hampshire law, you can do that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But yeah, dude, it just baffles me. Like it, that's what I truly learned 
it really is like a dog eat dog world. Like you gotta, I try to be nice, uh, but sometimes, man, like people try to take advantage of that. Um, but after it was, it was good though. I had people afterwards come out to me and like reach out and say, Hey, you know, I'm sorry that happened. Like, obviously we know you're innocent kind of thing, but it, dude, it was rough. I think it was hard for my mom more than it was for me. Cause that's like her son being accused of that. And I'm like, like she wanted to go kill her. I was like, all right, can't do that. But you know, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Like I, I've had, I know you, sometimes it takes having an extreme experience to really like understand it truly other than just like intellectually get it. Right. Uh, but I can't, I can't imagine what it would feel like. And, and I try and think of that when I see like, you know, the, whoever is getting canceled in the moment of like, what would it be like if that person was telling the truth the whole time, but the entirety of the internet was like, Nope, we've decided you didn't. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think too. But I'm like, sometimes the facts are like pretty, pretty damning against the person. Like, okay, how is this person not innocent? Um, but in my case, I was like, I kind of took it as a joke. Like I was like, there's no way she's actually being serious about this. Right. Like there's no, like I've, Oh, I think pretty logically, I'm like, logically speaking, I'm pretty nice at work. I always get my job done. I don't really talk to anyone. Um, like it logically just doesn't make sense for me to be the target of that. Like, why would I do that? Um, it turned out, like she said, she confessed and nothing happened, but I was just like, did you get uh, any details look, on like her, like what she said, why she did it, anything? She said I made a comment on her skirt. But which, like, by but the way, why she made that's why she made it up. Yeah. So like that, that was what she said. She said I made a comment about her skirt and that I want to take her home with that skirt on. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was what she said to HR. So I remember I get the call. This is on my day off. Like HR calls. Hey, we need you to come to the office now. I'm like, well, it's my day off. I'm like, no, we, we need you to come in now. I said, all right, well, give me a couple hours. I'll come in. I was in Vermont at the time. And uh, I go in. I'm not even joking. So it was a pretty small bank, probably like 100, 200 employees. There's the CEO, which I've only met like once or twice. CEO, my like bank manager, then my actual boss, and then the HR lady. And I swear to God, dude, it was like an interrogation. I felt like I was in a police office. Like, like, all right, where were you this date? What were you doing this date? Did you have any interactions with ABC? I was like, no, no, no. Like, I clock in, I do my job, I clock out. I brained a PB and J every day for lunch. Like, I'm pretty as I'm as bland as you can think. Like, <laughs> as just Dave, I, I, as just I, Dave I, can be. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, dude. I was just more so like the way I looked at it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke, right? Like I wasn't actually taking it serious. I was like, there's no way that this would happen. Not to me. Like this, I wouldn't do that. So why is this coming on to me? So I, I was just baffling, Mo. I mean, it really was baffling. Um, the way I look at, like how I handle stress, I guess I just kind of shrug it off. Uh, I just focus on the task at hand. And honestly, if you just act like you don't care, I feel like that gets you like that builds the confidence you need. Um, that's any tips for anyone out there getting accused of sexual harassment, but you know, <laughs> there you go. Dude, it just, it baffles me. Like, it, and I'm curious to see how this cancel culture goes. Cause while it did have good intentions, it's completely skyrocketed into something completely different now. It seems like it's turned into a weird thing of like, 
the way that I think about it, I guess, kind of is like how, like when I started this podcast, you know, I wanted to, you know, you always have these like grand visions of how you're going to, I don't know, do whatever it is, get, get the word out about yourself. And, you know, it's, to me, it's like if there was a shortcut, PodCoin, the perfect example. PodCoin yes. was a a big shortcut. It was a big cheat that we all bought into, and we were like, well, we're all famous now. We got thousands of downloads. We did it. And we all knew in our hearts that PodCoin was nothing, and it was just a shell of a thing. Uh, right. And that's kind of what how I see the cancel culture of like, I want something, and there is a shortcut or a cheat to get that thing that doesn't, I don't have to do hard work. I don't have to put out any, anything. I can just walk straight into it. If I say this person did X, Y, Z, go on and do your thing, internet. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that. I mean, now, do you think, cause I'm, I'm 23 and I just graduated. I'm starting to get into like the big boy workforce, as I like to call it. Uh, and I'm, I'm realizing a lot of people are like, lazy as like shit man like dude they oh my god like the job i have now i'm like i'm doing like the work of like three people and then like there is just because i i'm working normally i'm not even putting any extra hours in or anything like that like just people around me are just so lazy like i ask so for example i work in a pharmacy um and we i do like the finance side of it mm -hmm. so i would ask someone to do like hey can you just pass along this loan information or whatever to i don't know my boss whatever and like no i'm not gonna do that I'm like why like it's your that's your boss that i'm handing it to your name's on the document like i just don't want to write the i don't want to write up the email I'm like dude are you kidding me like i really and as i'm getting older i'm like i don't know what caused this i really don't like was it mcdonald's like was it the obesity <laughs> epidemic like what's going on man like oh my god i can tell you i'm 37 and it's the exact same way like yeah. i you know it doesn't matter how much extra i do like i'll have guys call me hey can you pick up a couple extra for me sure and then when it comes to me being like hey i gotta cut out early can you catch something no nah, man i'm busy can't it's like, <sighs> like Bro, like, help me out a little bit. Like, ah, I wish I could. I'm like, it, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was for you, but I know my dad was, like, extra mean to me as a kid when it came <laughs> to, like, helping others. Because, like, yeah. I remember a, I was, like, probably between, like, five and eight years old. I was too young to be doing any yard work, uh, but I was right. helping him do yard work. And right. our elderly neighbor came over and he was like, how, what did he say? He's like, could I get you talking to me? Could I get you to come over and rake some leaves or whatever? And my immediate response was how much? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the American way right there. there yeah. You go. <laughs> and my dad was like, <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, just wait. He's like, just wait a second. He's like, we got to go get something inside. And he brought right. me inside and uh, brace yourselves, young people ears. My dad hit me go. very hard and was like, Ooh. he was like, if someone asks you for help, you help them. And if they try and pay you, do not accept. If someone asks you for help, you help them. Go and help our neighbor. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> <I went> and <laughs> dad, no. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
But I'll the thing honest. is, that made me a people pleaser, though, which I don't know yeah. if that was necessarily a good thing, but... <laughs> I'd say it's a good thing. No, it, you're trying to do the right thing. And that's what I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't... I don't think anyone knows what the right thing is anymore. No. Um, it's impossible I think people, to do. <laughs> yeah. I think the age of reason is gone. It's more so my feelings versus yours, who's got the bigger mouth, um, rather than facts versus science, whatever. But I know for me personally, uh, I never, my dad wasn't really around my life, but I had a mom. My mom was very like, she's like a dad pretty much. Like my mom is a dad. Like, dude, she's got muscles like a dad. <laughs> like she can, she can murder someone. I got a couple of stories I'll tell, I'll tell later, but. Um, I remember I was, I think eight years old and I went up to my mom and I wanted to get like an Xbox game. I want an Xbox. That's what I wanted. And I said, mom, can I get an Xbox? And she's like, no, absolutely not. She's like, but if you work for it, you can get an Xbox. I was like, well, what the hell does that mean? Like, what do I have to do? Like, don't do chores. She's like, no, no, no. I, I do all the chores in the house. Like I enjoy doing that. You're going to have to find work outside the house. And I told her I was eight. Like, I can't get a job. What the hell's wrong with you? And she said, no, 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 no. Yeah, find a way out. So she, I live in a neighborhood where we just took our trash can to the end of the road. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like a little private community. It's not, but it is. It's a little weird. But so I made little advertisements as an eight-year-old. I pretty much just took a picture of a trash can from Google Images, posted that on like a Word document. I said, trash boy charging $2 to and from. I thought I'd get like two or three people like, all right, if I make like 10 bucks a week doing this, you know, $40 and I, the Xbox is 300, I'll get there eventually. And I'm not even joking, man. My first, like probably a week after I handed out those flyers, I had like 20 people contact me. They're like, Hey, I would love my trash can to be brought down the end of the road. $2 sounds good. It would take like three, four hours, like every Tuesday and Wednesday to do, but I was making like 60 bucks a week as a kid. Dude, 60 bucks as an eight-year-old goes a long way. And I, that honestly taught me like the value of hardware. Like, okay, if I can do this, this is my reward. I get money. And the same situation as you, you know, uh, I had a very elderly neighbor that lives next to me. And unfortunately, she passed away. But before that, she always needed help with her, her lawn. Uh, her dishwasher would be broken sometimes. So I would help wash her dishes and stuff. Um and she would always like try to pay me. Like she'd slip a twenty in, like every now and then. I'm like, no, 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 I, I don't need this. Like, I didn't want to say it to her. I'm like, you're gonna go soon. Like, I want you to live out your best life the past couple of years. And she was always nice. She was the nice. She'd bring us cookies like every Thanksgiving, like Christmas, like those kind of old ladies. And the way I looked at it was, I was always taught try to make as much money as you can but do it in a way that'll help the community and do it in a way that'll help people out, not like profit off of them. Right. Um, and I think that's like, I feel like a lot of people are missing that with Amazon and all these big corporations like mom, pop mom, and pop stores are gone. Let's be real. Yeah. Those uh, we got like maybe five in our town. That's it. I mean, my mom's a mob, like a mom, pop business. She cleans houses for a living. So her, like I see, so I see how hard she works. And like she does back breaking work. She's like almost mid fifties now and her back's like ready to give out. I'm like, you gotta switch into a career field. She's like, no, nah, it's way too late for that. I'm like, I just, I wish I can get to her. But like, it's not though. Like just get your real estate license. You love houses. Like you would love to sell 
she's like the perfect prosecutor. Like when I was a kid, I could get away with nothing. She would cross-examine me on everything. <laughs> I remember I lied to her once about like, oh yeah, I ate my meatballs as like for dinner. <laughs> Which looking back, I'm like, dude, meatballs are great. Like, why weren't you eating those? But dude, I remember I would just get cross-examined left and right. And um, I don't know what kind of kid you were, but like in high school, I would try to sneak out like maybe once or twice. But I, dude, if I got caught that one time, I'm done. Like it was like I'm going to the Gestapo. Like it was not a good time. (laughs) She laid down the law, which is I like you said. I kind of feel like kids these days don't have that, especially like around my age. They're kind of just like entitled assholes. Like they're like, oh, once I get my degree, a job will be handed to me. Like, (laughs) not not in Corona times. Hell no. No. Good luck getting a job (laughs) in these times. Jesus Christ. Like it just. I can go on and on, but like it baffles me about this stuff. Well, I think like maybe because of the access we have to everyone all the time, it might seem like there are not as many, I don't know, good eggs uh, as there used to be. But I feel like a lot of those people like I know when I was younger, I used to try and engage, you know, all the time on social media. I was like, people want to know my opinion and I'm going to try and cut somebody all the way down. Uh, But now, like, I don't know, I think. Like I grew up when there was no internet and then suddenly there was internet and it's, it was just a weird adjustment, but I feel like maybe there is like a better understanding, or at least I like to hope that there's a better understanding of like your life could possibly be ruined if you just say any nonsense on the internet. So maybe the, the good, the good eggs are just either not on any kind of social media at all. So you just don't know they exist uh, or they just choose uh, their interactions more wisely. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think they're just hiding. Like, let's be real. I mean, I was always taught. So I grew up, we had internet. I was in, I was born in 97. So we had internet, but it was like AOL dial up that weird sound um yep <laughs> remember, uh, cd roms those yep. were i remember those <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so it was like the big bulky computer and we didn't have social media like i would just use the computer to watch like youtube videos as a kid and those youtube videos like rate the video five stars um i mean like jenna marbles was big back in the day uh, i'm trying to remember if anyone else but that's why i remember so it was like we had that and then i feel like all of a sudden was that jump from like, okay, things were slow and new to all of a sudden here's Facebook, here's Twitter. You're angry. Post it. People will like you about it. You'll feel good. Mm -hmm. Make that, put that sexy bikini picture up. Yeah. You're going to get millions of likes. And like you said, I think the people, like I was always taught if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it or just keep it to yourself. Or just confront that person and say, hey, I think you're being a dick. Here's why. Here's how we can avoid that. Um, or don't say anything you wouldn't say to your grandma. Right. But kids these days, so I have like six nephews and nieces. Mm-hmm. They were all born like 2010 onwards. So now they grew up with social media. Like my nephew's eight years old. He has a Twitter account. Like that is like wild. <laughs> dude, I was disgusted when I like he followed me. I was like, who the hell? <laughs> like who? I, I called his mom. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, do you understand the gate you're opening for your son? 
She's like, oh, like it's all he'll be fine. I put restrictions on him. Like, dude, no, no. dude. <laughs> dude gonna, this dude's gonna see some like nudity at a young age. It's gonna alter his mind a little bit. It it wasn't yeah. It's and just not like, just regular nudity of just like oh look, there's a naked person. It is the yeah. I today was just scrolling Twitter for a, a minute and was like <laughs> I had to like <laughs> there we go. I knew no one was around, but I still had to like I scrolled and saw something so grotesque that I was yeah. like I cannot believe that they just let this be. <laughs> like, there is no Dude. filter for it because it was a gif. I was like, okay. Oh yeah, you can't hide that. No, that's... <laughs> You're just scrolling, having a good time, and that just pops. Like, oh okay, all right, we're going back up. Yeah, it really. I mean, and they all like. It's fun to see them interact because I'm only realistically ten to fifteen years older than them, so we're not that far apart in the grand scheme of things. But I feel like we are, and they're living completely different lives than I did as a kid. Like I still went out and played. I used my imagination when I was a kid. Yeah, we had technology. I think the biggest thing was like a Game Boy. Like we had the Game Boy Color. That was awesome, by the way. So like now they have like my like nephews and nieces, they have iPads at like age three and four. And they're playing like watching TV all the time, playing it's like, don't you guys like want to go outside and play Red Rover? Like, what the hell's Red Rover? Like, what the hell's going on with these kids, man? I'm like is this what it's like to get old? Like, is this how it feels like with the younger generation? Cause it like, I don't want to be like old man, like in his sixties, like, Oh, back in my day. But it really does seem like in my mid twenties now, it's like, wow, back in my day, let me tell you, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I don't think I can do anything about it. Well, I don't think we can. I mean, it is just the progression of, I don't know, our society, I guess. Uh, right. Because it's how to best describe it. It's, it's always going to be something like some, I, I was hearing somebody talk about like, what, what is the, what's the thing in like 30 years that the kids will be like, you streamed Netflix gross. Like <laughs> <laughs> you went to a blockbuster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that's it. It's like I, I to my nephews, I said right. something about a VHS and they were like a what? And I was yeah. like, you know what? That's the perfect reaction. A what? <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's useless now. Like it's just, I don't know if it's a combination of like our own nostalgia for our childhood or uh, what it is, but I don't know. I agree and disagree with the, you know, the kids. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's always going to be that like new thing that will obviously that's just the way technology is. And I'm all for that. Cause it, if technology goes further, we go further as a species, you know, our health goes further in the most case. Um, and we get smarter. And if you're smarter, you can do a lot more things and have a lot more fun. So I'm all for that. It's more so like, I'm curious to see how these kids are going to grow up. I'm curious to see what they are like when they're 20 and 30 years old. Um, especially I think social media had great intentions at first. You can connect with people from India, China, who you never even met before, but they're over there and you can talk to them. I think it's awesome, man. I think no one would disagree with that, but it's how it's being used. Um, that, that That's what kind of scares me a little bit. So I, I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Uh, I know for me personally, like when social media came out, I was all about that. I was like, yeah, like you said, I'm like, yeah, I can put my feelings out there. 
the people i'll get likes you know <laughs> i got i got kind of like a dad bod going on i'm not gonna post <laughs> pictures of that but <laughs> like, i could post stuff like i go look at my instagram feed and i still have like pictures from like 2012 and i was like hashtag nature I'm like what the hell was i posting <laughs> like but I, I keep it up there to remind myself like, all right this is how far you've gone and don't remember don't do that like do something better so it's it's gonna we'll see what happens i'm really i don't know I really don't know. Yeah, I'm the same way with Facebook. Like I tried once I realized how embarrassing, how much I was embarrassing myself on there by just posting nonsense. uh, I felt like I was at a crossroads and I was like, I can either delete this or just every time it comes up in my memories, just share it out and be like, this was me in the year 2000. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I feel like too, like the thing is, like you were saying with social media, like it's, Social media, YouTube, all of that, like it's it's made the world and all of its uh, options. uh, It's almost too much because it's like Netflix. You know what I mean? Like you if you had 10 movies to choose from, it would you'd be able to pick right away. But, you know, Netflix, you've got thousands of of choices. And the next thing you know, you're like, I've been scrolling for 25 minutes. Yeah, I need to just watch something. Uh, And that's what it's like to try and figure out what you want to do now. Because they're, they're like, you can do anything. Like, well, okay. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that That's me right now, Ben. If I'm being honest, like I graduated a little week ago, like I said, and I'm like, okay, uh, what do I do now? Like, you know, I graduated with Homeland Security. So I have a bachelor's in that. But I'm like, with everything going on, I'm like, do I want to do, do I want to be a cop? Do I want to go do border patrol? Do I want to, I have a finance background. Do I want to specialize in finance? You know? The ultimate goal for me, I would want to find a job with both of those combined. So, you know, helping people out with their finances. I think that's what I'm going to aim for. But yeah, like you said, I mean, there's just way too much that you can do. And I like not to go back to the nieces and nephews thing, but I asked them, like, when you grow up, what do you grow up? What do you want to be? And I asked them that every year because I'm curious to see how they evolve and their answers change. When they were kids, like fire, fireman, astronaut, cop. Now, I'm not even joking. I asked my three nephews what they wanted to be. All of them want to be YouTubers. Yeah. They all want to be YouTubers, Instagrammers, streamers. I'm like, dude, dude, that's not, no, man. Like, you, I want you to chase your dreams. Don't get me wrong. But I also, you know, I don't want, you're eight years old. I don't want to bring the harsh reality of it, too. So, like, I don't know. Would it be, would it be bad if I had like a stat sheet of like, here's your chances of making it as a YouTuber. Like here's your chance of making it as an NFL player and bring that. Would that be dream crushing or would that be like, should I bring that and then end it with a nice twist on it? Like, but if you do these things, maybe you can get there. Dude, you don't even need the sheet. You can just say, Hey, look at me. Like I have decided to no, really, you could say I've like decided it. to have this career and I but I also would like to do like one thing I love is making podcasts and there is a, a zero to none chance that it's going to blow up and be, you know, the next Joe Rogan or whatever. But right. like someone has to blow up eventually. Why not me? I'm right here exactly. and I'm putting stuff out and look, you can look at my view counts. Maybe 10 people will see this on YouTube. But <laughs> that's, you know I mean? that's like, 10 people. I mean, that's 10 people. And it shows them like you are the living example of compartmentalizing. And, you know, you need your thing that gets you the money so that you can have your hobby that could eventually be the thing you do. 
a hundred percent a hundred percent um there was an entrepreneur i forgot i want to say it was gary v or someone like that who pretty much said the exact same thing you said like you need to have your nine to five so you can take care of your family pay your bills save for your retirement whatever and then what you need to do from like five o'clock to eleven o'clock at night focus on your your hobby and this is for people who just aren't happy in life and i feel like that's a lot of people nowadays and it sucks like i i want everyone to be happy because you know i think when i saw people truly happy i'm not even joking was summer of 2016 that's when pokemon go came out and let me tell you man everyone was out smiling showing each other hey this is what i caught stranger danger was off the radar (laughs) dude let's go back to that like let's bring that back to 2020 i know this has been a sucky year for everyone and a lot of people are having some hard times but if we could find the the light of it you know that's how we grow and that's how we get out of it not just getting stuck in the rut over and over again and like you said you just need to put the work in Eventually, something will come out of it. It might not be tomorrow; it might be ten years from now. But you know, with for example, Rogan, Rogan didn't like he put an episode out. He didn't pop like he didn't blow up the next day. It took him like three hundred episodes, and then he, he started. Slow, yeah. yeah, he slowly get there. It's not. I, and again, I just feel like people my age don't know that. Like they want instant. They want to go viral. Like oh, if I put this video out, I'll go viral, and I'll gain a million views and that's how i'll start it so let me do something ridiculous to get me viral let me eat a tide pod let me i don't know take a thing off the ice cream and lick it and put it back yeah yeah (laughs) like come on man like yeah like that i know i circle back to this over and over again but i'm really curious to see what happens in the next 20 years with people i really am because i do think we're in a time where everything is changing whether it's for the better or for worst i'm not too sure there's good and bad to pick out of everything really um, but it's, I'm really interested to see how this goes. I think we're going to be fine in that. in this, like, I don't think we're going to explode or anything, you know, in right. 30 years, there's not going to be just a barren wasteland where people <laughs> used to live, uh, be like Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that this is like, uh, you know, 2020 has kind of shown us, I think that we are in like a, a bigger transitional phase in our society than we all kind of realized because all of these things hit us at once, hit us at once, kept coming, kept coming. And as prepared as we thought we were, uh, you know, I live in Florida and it's like, you know, you think you have one, (laughs) you think you have, I got one case of water, this hurricane's coming, I'll be fine. And the next thing you know, you're a week without power. And, and that's kind of what, how I see it now is like everyone had their one case of water and thought they were fine. And we all realized we're not, not only are we not fine, like we're holding on by a thread, like (laughs) just barely. And I think that Pokemon go analogy was perfect because I do like, there was legitimate joy in people's hearts that were just, I had it. I, I did not grow up with Pokemon at all. And I was out there, Pokemon go, what let's go. Uh, and it shows that we like have the potential for that. Like we always have these moments where we show our own potential of like, okay, we can be joyous. We can be good to each other. We can just high five and then move on about our business. So it makes times like these even weirder when we're like, okay, we need that Pokemon go, uh, moment. And everyone is just looking to murder each other because I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it really, 
we need summer 2016 back but we need to evolve it and make it more like 2020 i guess is the right word to say um but i mean so you live in florida i want to talk about that for a second so i have like 500 million questions about florida i have my best friend moving to florida next week he grew up there and then he moved to new hampshire for like 10 15 years he's moving back down now um He's going to Miami. How wild of a place is Miami? My like. Okay, think of it this way. My prism is that I was born and raised in Florida, so I don't see it that crazy. But I always like I hear people talk about Florida and I am like stupefied by it because they're like this. All this craziness is happening. I'm like, oh, that's just. That's every day, man. That's just how we grew up. Like, I would just see that uh, just on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> so, I, like, it's... When I was in Miami, I would say if it's anything like, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, there's going to be a lot of drugs. There's going to be a lot of partying. And uh, it's just going to be... The main thing they'll notice is it is so much hotter than I ever imagined. Why are my eyeballs sweating? <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's probably I think it's like 90 degrees out right now and it's humid. Like we got a like an alert from the weather station here in New Hampshire. Like, hey, like this is a heat wave. Be careful. Like it's really humid out. Drink some water. Dude, I haven't seen one of those in probably 10 years. And I I went outside. And I'm like, oh, my God, it is <laughs> actually on fire. And I call my friend up who lives in Florida or he's going to Florida. Sorry. And he's like, it's like, dude, this is just a natural day in Florida. I'm like, how the hell are you used to this, man? Like, I like can't even like open my palm without like five drops of water coming out. Like, it is like, how do you live like that? It's so funny that you say that about the it hasn't been 10 years since you've had an advisory like that. There is an advisory like that probably every other day in the summertime. Like we always have feels like of 110 with like 90% humidity. And it's just, and I work outside. Like I've worked outside since I was like probably like 19 or 20. And yeah, yeah. you're a seasoned vet, man. Yeah. But that's the thing is like every year I'm fooled. Like I think I'm like, well, I've been doing it for a million years. This year is not going to be so bad. And then I go out of my door at six o'clock in the morning and I'm already sweating and it's dark outside and I just want to go back inside. <laughs> Dude, that is bad. I can't do that, man. I'm sorry. I can't like there's it takes a special person who's definitely way mentally stronger than I am to be able to go through that. I just can't do it. I mean, I visited California for a month and I was wearing a sweatshirt in downtown L.A. It was like 110 out, but there's a difference. It's dry heat. Like it, it felt like it was 75 out, honestly. But like I, I remember I took a vacation to Disney World and it was like, oh, it's probably like 90 <laughs> degrees out, 100% humidity. I was like, oh my God, dude. Like my flip flops like sticking to the ground. Yeah. Like it was, how do you guys do that, man? Like, is it just born in you? Like you guys are born and like, okay, let's, let's, we're going to die if we don't get through it. So, I mean, I will tell you this. I remember when I was doing construction, like I would, cause I would wear, I would always wear two shirts and it was so hot that I would usually have like a long sleeve shirt on and I'd right. wear jeans and pretty much every day, my, everything would be soaked down past my knees and like my socks would be soaked cause I'm just sweating into my boots all day. Like it's just, right. it's, uh, 
I don't know. I think I'm just, I think we in Florida uh, are just gluttons for pain, I guess. Like, <laughs> the typical Florida man memes. Dude. <laughs> and, I mean, all right. So I got another question then, because there's hot takes about uh, certain cities in Florida. Apparently, like from what I was told, like every city like wants to murder each other. And I always hear Tampa is like the trashiest town to be in. Is that true? I have never experienced Tampa has actually gotten a lot better since I was a kid. Like, I think it used to be trashier. Uh, like when I was like young, young, like probably, I don't know, before I was even in my teens, but like now it's fine. Like it, and the thing too, is like, I am not a sports guy at all. Like, I don't know anything about sports. I don't really care for it at all. So whenever people are like, well, like even in high school, they're like, oh, we rival against the whoever. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Florida is definitely an every man for himself kind of place at times, but it's, I don't know. I've never, no one has ever been like, you're from Tampa. Ew. (laughs) Right. Because so when I my friend told me about them, I'm like, dude, Tampa, like he said everyone from Tampa is like garbage. I'm like, well, all right, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> so I'm like he's from he's from Fort Lauderdale. And he's like, Let me tell you, man, Fort Lauderdale hits different than most other places. Like, you won't survive anywhere else. Like, if you could survive Fort Lauderdale, you can survive anything. And I was like, well, I don't know, man. But that's is there any chance your buddy will be listening to this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I can recommend him if you want. I could tell him, hey, listen to this part. and Tell him to listen around the hour mark. And I would just like to say, your buddy is a huge nerd. Because Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I lived in Fort Lauderdale for over a year and yeah. I survived just fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like the biggest nerd in the world and it was fine. Like there's, I don't know. Like I went to college there and it was... It was awesome. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, I don't remember any kind of friction or flack that I got <laughs> from anyone. And like I said, like I looked at Fort Lauderdale, it wasn't too far from Miami and there were just uh-huh. anything you wanted drugs wise or anything else you could have and find. Wow. And it was, we would drive down a one a and yell at girls and it was fine. Like <laughs> that's your typical college life, man. You can't go wrong. You're right next to the beach too. I mean, that's not, God damn. Do you, now, do you take the beach for granted? Yes, absolutely. Someone, uh, one of my customers, a new customer, just uh, they just moved here from Michigan, and they were like, so what's a good beach to go to? And I was like, everyone. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I could walk to any beach at any point, I feel like, but it's, uh, I don't know. I saw them all when I was a kid. It's hot. It's uh, There's sand everywhere. Uh, I've, I've got it. I get the picture. (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel like Florida is one of those places where it's just overpopulated. Like, I feel like you can never get a good spot at the beach or, or is that wrong? Because I feel like everyone and their mom either lives in Florida, has been to Florida or wants to move to Florida. Well, Um, if if you go to like Miami, Tampa, uh, you know, Fort Lauderdale, like you're going, yes, because that's where all the resorts are and everyone wants to, I don't know, they have their big slice of the beach or whatever, but like, look at Florida. We're a huge peninsula. There's so much beach, like just where I live, like I live probably like 30 miles out of Tampa and like, there's a, just a little, little cut, 
over off to the side that nobody really knows about that we can just drive there and it's fine. Like there's barely anybody there. The beach is nice. You get your, your fix of seeing the sunset, uh, onto the water and, uh, there's nobody there really bothering you. So that's the dream. That is the dream right there. You just described the American dream right there. (laughs) Just a little cutaway cove. You just go, no one knows about it. You watch the sunset man that is the dream we have maybe two beaches in new hampshire uh one of them is extremely rocky like the the whole beach there's no sand it's just rocks the other one is there's a beach but let me tell you man in the word do you know tom segura the comedian i do he went to uh we we went me and ryan went to one of his shows he called hampton the trashiest place he has (laughs) ever seen (laughs) (laughs) we had like heroin needles on the ground like all the bars that the beach bars are pretty like they're not great but they'll give you a a beer like you'll get your corona (laughs) it'll cost you ten dollars but you'll get your corona it's just baffling man i mean so when i went to florida i went to like coco beach i think what it was what was called dude I can never go to any other beach now. Like after being at Cocoa Beach, I'm like, dude, this is the sand is like not like it's silky smooth. It's beautiful. Like I'm not I could lay on the sand and like not get hurt by the sun. (laughs) (laughs) There's no like animals in the sand, like ready to burrow up and like dig at me. Dude, great stuff. And the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, granted, we are higher up there, but dude, it's always freezing. I could, we could never go swimming. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like I didn't understand that game shows happened uh, basically on the on the West Coast. And I yep. remember watching like I would always watch like Wheel of Fortune or whatever when I was a kid. And the trip would be to Florida. And I'm like, why are people coming here? It's <laughs> stupid here. Why wouldn't they go somewhere cool? <laughs> Dude, I've always like I don't know why that's always like uh not baffle me, but like, I'm always curious about that. Like people who live in a place where everyone wants to go to, or for another one for me is like your mom or your dad is the teacher of a high school and you go to that school. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't want that one. I wouldn't want that. I'll take the beach any day. I'll take the Florida (laughs) one any day, but the, the mom and the dad teacher, absolutely not. But yeah, so what do you how do you view the panhandle then? Cuz I'm hearing there's like the panhandle people separate themselves from the rest of Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. I am it's funny because I never I got to think. It's been so long since I've traveled in Florida. I don't know. Like I have no opinion of the panhandle. Uh if people think it's the uh <laughs> I don't know, the Puerto Rico of Florida, then <laughs> fine. <laughs> All right, so you're going on record. Yeah, you're going yeah. on record with that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so when they take this soundbite 30 years from now, mm-hmm. you have that. On. Okay, perfect. All right, I'm gonna. I'll get you in another uh, on the record statement here. Uh, Disney World is it overrated? So I don't think so. Uh, I do know the Disney World Gestapo that exists there are very real and they are very active. Uh, I went there one time when I still smoked, like that was probably like 10 years ago or so. And it didn't, it never dawned on me that there was a smoking section because you're just in this like wide open spot. So I just was like, I do what I do and I light cigarettes and smoke them. 
I got one and a half drags before some lady in a suit was like this close to my face. Excuse me, sir. There is a smoking section over there. Over there. Uh, you cannot be here. Put it out now or you got to go. Like you got to wow. go. <laughs> wow. They got to keep up that perfect image. Yeah, I mean, that's like it baffles me. Like. The, what other so are there any other like Gestapo things that they do there? So I had a what was it? We are we had family friends. I don't know any well, okay. I don't know of any real Gestapo things, but uh we had family I'll, I'll friends take any stories. <laughs> when I was a kid <laughs> that um they told us stories about the or they what was it? Our family friends, like I think the husband, he worked at Disney and he had I never knew until they talked about it that I guess there's like this under this underground uh, network of little I I don't know like a an anthill underneath of like offices and cafeterias and all these I don't know there's apparently a lot going on under Disney and wow. part of that is so they can some of those Gestapo can get from different ends of the park very quickly because apparently there's like doors in the trees that they can come out of and be like, Hey, (laughs) we saw you get out. Let's get it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. Like it's a, you're wearing a blue shirt. Get out. I like to eat it. (laughs) Well, you heard there was like, so I, I guess Disney famously, you're not allowed to film in there. Like you can't like not film, but like if you wanted to, do like a documentary or a movie or something, they don't let you do it or they, they just really? don't allow that. But there's uh. a guy, I can't remember the name, but I remember years ago, it was like a big deal that some indie filmmaker had, uh, you know, guerrilla style, uh, filmed a movie. Like it was supposed to be like a horror movie in Disney. And it was like right. a feature length, like hour and a half deal. And wow. I watched it and it was terrible, but <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> the guy got some really good shots though. <laughs> he did the thing. Everyone said you weren't allowed to do. So it's <laughs> amazing, dude. Well, how, what would you give the film? Probably like three stars out of 10. I would give it probably one star out of 10, but wow, that bad. Okay. It was no good, but I would give it 10 out of 10 for, I imagine watching it with a group. It would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) One of those moments, take a little, uh, a recreational, uh, stuff, you know, we're not going to suggest anything, but (laughs) (laughs) that sounds about right. I in Florida. It just like, it's its own story. It really is. You know how people say like Texas is its own country. I feel like Florida is its own country, man. Like I don't know. Yeah. So is that your perception? Because I've never, I've never really asked anyone that lives outside. Like, what is? Yeah. What is your perception of Florida? Like, when did you learn of it, and what were, you, what did you think of it? <laughs> Dude. All right. So I'll tell you. From a kid, I always thought it was just a hot place, always hot, uh, with a lot of people, a lot of old people. That's what uh, I always saw. But as I got older, I was like, okay, um, yes, a lot of old people, a lot of senior communities, a lot of golfing. Um, but now I just look at like Florida as people who ride crocodiles to work. Like I just feel like they just <laughs> like it's that kind of world. Like you get you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you could walk out your door and there's just a crocodile staring right at you, and he doesn't want to eat you. He just wants to be your pet. Like that stuff baffles me, man. We had someone from Florida came up with the pet alligator or crocodile, whatever it was released it in like our major river system. And like it lived there for like three, four years. My friend, my friend's like cousin caught it 
and was on the news. I was like, what the hell? How is there a dude? This thing, I'm not even joking, was like seven feet long. Like, how did it survive out here? Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's the Florida man who brought it up? He was just chilling. And like, I, that's what I picture Florida. I just picture a lot of crocodiles, a lot of, you guys have like what, eight lane highways out there? Yeah, that is true. I guess that is true. Is that not normal? We have like four lanes. The biggest in our state is four. Uh, Boston, I mean, that's like 45 minutes away from us. And that's where most of us go to work. That's like four lanes as well, the biggest. But it's all, Boston's also very old. I mean, we, there's still cobble roads that you drive on. Like well, it's that, yeah. There are parts of South Tampa where they still have like brick roads. No way. Yeah. Oh way! I know where I'm going next, dude. That's awesome, dude. It is really cool. Yeah, I think the I think I've only driven on like a minimum of six lane highways. <laughs> wow, dude. That's I think minimum I've done is like the windy back road that you take from like the the boony town up to your own. Like we, I've because I've always asked like, what do people think of New Hampshire? The first response I get is, "What the hell is a New Hampshire?" <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like, all right. Uh, just Boston. That's like, I always just put that. Just whatever you think Boston is. Sure, that's what we'll be. And uh, is that really oh, what people like? I when I hear yeah. New Hampshire, I think of like rolling hills and a cottage. Oh, yes, yes, hundred percent. Like the wood covered bridge. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Pretty much, it's it, it is a beautiful state, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like it is. I like how we have four seasons here. Like if you want to go. To the mountains that's a half an hour drive if you want to go to the beach that's a 45 minute drive if you want to go to the casino down in boston or nightclubs probably 45 minute drive uh you want to go to farms which i don't know why you want to go farm but hey if you want to go to the farms that's 45 minute drive too everything's so close around you and it's like it's nice um yeah i, I think you hit it right on the nail rolling hills some cottages we have a lot of animals here like just horses riding around um I mean, I don't know if you guys have horses down in Florida, but we do. do, the, do <laughs> well, that cool? they don't roam. They're just penned up usually. <laughs> okay. Understandable. <laughs> we have a couple that escape here and there. Um, but dude, it, it, it's, isn't it cool though that like we're on the East Coast. We get everything so not so different, but there are differences in our lifestyle. So if, like, what's the coldest it gets for you guys? Probably like during the winter time, like 60. Uh, it's it's. It got down to like a couple hours of freezing like once or twice in my lifetime that I can remember to okay. where like if you left cool, a, yeah. a bucket outside, it would be iced or a bucket of water. It would have ice on the top of it. Uh, but- wow. <laughs> wow. That, that's a bold statement. for water. <laughs> that's, like how you, that's how you know things are not going well. Um, yeah, I mean, I love it. Like I always felt like I wanted to be further up north because I love the cold. Like I like yeah. I like the idea of having more than two seasons of hot and slightly less hot. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I mean, for us, it's, we have the four seasons really. We have like a six month long winter is what it feels like. Maybe two months of spring, like another two months of summer and then like two months of fall. Like it pretty much is divvied up into that, but we still have all the activities of every, every season. So we still have the hot 90 degree humid day we have today. During winter time, we have the negative 20 degree day where it's snowing two feet of snow. So it, we, we get a little bit of both, but how has Christmas been for you guys? Cause as a kid, I was like, how do you, I'm not even joking as a kid. I'm like, you can't celebrate Christmas cause there's no snow on the ground. It is weird. Like, and it's like, I would say, 
uh, probably nine out of the last 10 Christmases. It's been raining. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Old St. Nick got his umbrella. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird. It's a very strange thing to be going out to family's houses and it's just pouring rain out and you're like, okay, well, yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I mean, it really, Florida is its own animal in a sense. I mean, you guys are, I don't, nothing wrong with that. You got, I definitely think you guys are better than like 30 other states. Um, <laughs> but you guys are definitely its own animal. Uh, so take that how you want. But I love it, man. I love it. I always think it's like whenever we've ever talked about moving away, I'm like, you know, I don't really, I don't really care where I live. Like, I'm not really interested in, I don't know how to put it. Like the location is just not that important to me, I guess. But I kind of feel like my excuse to stay has always been like, we're in the place everyone's trying to get. So why wouldn't we just stay? (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I mean, for me, it's like I'm looking to move soon. I don't know if that will happen or not, but I would like to move somewhere. Uh, but again, like I said, people want people are coming up here because of Boston. Like Boston's popping with new jobs and everything. People want to be up here. So where, where would I go? Like, I don't know. But we'll see what happens in life. You know, we'll get there. Come to Florida. We will take you. <laughs> I, I would gladly I'll visit I'll visit for a month <laughs> as long as I don't have a heat stroke that's all that matters <laughs> well I'm getting the uh, producer sign of it's time to wrap up but dude this was an awesome I love this very much <laughs> dude it was very nice to speak to you it was common I feel very calmed like I feel like getting into this I'm like I'm definitely nervous I was like all right I've never met this guy before to honestly you know like I listened to his podcast once which I'm gonna listen to more when I'm holding <laughs> myself to that but I'm like what if I say something that offends him or whatever and I'm like no I actually got to have an all open and honest conversation with I, I feel like most people can't do that anymore so thank you for allowing me to have that option it, it means a lot man Dude, I appreciate it, and I cannot wait to have you on again because I got to know about your head injuries. <laughs> Dude, the head injury—that is a good. I'll, I will save that for next time. I got a great story for that man. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, if you want to uh, plug all your stuff again, let people know where to find you, please. You got it. You can find me, David Colford, and Riley Trudeau at the Plunge Podcast. We're the host, the Hunt, as well. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. And uh, where else are we on, Riley? Would you like to step in, buddy? I know you're right next to us. All streaming platforms, all streaming platforms <laughs> uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on there at The Plunge Podcast. Uh, check out our new show, Justified, where we interview interesting people. You can also find that on all streaming platforms as well. So hopefully I didn't butcher that one too much. I think the 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 has been RIP'd, so I think it's just at Plunge Podcast now. Oh, yeah. See, this is how much I pay attention. <laughs> at Plunge Podcast. Mm-hmm. On all social mediums. Dave, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you, man. Dude, thanks for having me, man. It's been an honor.
Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to go to official.com. That's O-H-F-I-S-H-L.com. Use code TABLEDRAGGER at checkout for 25% off your first order. Go to sleepterrorclothing.com and use code TABLEDRAGGER at checkout to get 15% off your first order. And go to Cullah.com. That is C-U-L-L-A-H.com if you like the music you heard on this episode. And if you want to hear me on the podcast Royal Rumble Live, check the show notes. Everything you need to know will be there. Keep dragging.